but through play they start reenacting a lot of the things that they do throughout the day or even frustrations they had or problems they had with other kids they bring it out through their play if you're able to sit and watch what they're doing you know it just takes that you have to pay attention though you have to be observing you have to listen and not control their the way they play Welcome to Somos Padres, a space dedicated to all things parenting, relationships, and life. We are your hosts, Paulo and Yesenia. Thanks for joining us as we reflect on our parenting experiences, share information, and lift up the voices of other padres. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our first episode of 2018. I have been excited about this particular episode since back in October, November, when we originally recorded it. Um, Today, I am joined by Nancy Lozano Stezik from at Let's Play Parents, and we talk about what Nancy is really passionate about, which is play. So Nancy shares with us why is play so important for our kids and for us. She also offers tips for me and hopefully for any of you that may feel awkward um, with play. Like I know for me, I feel very awkward when I'm playing with my kids, but she offers tips to help us get past that awkwardness and uh, feeling confident about playing with our kids. So here it is, our interview with Nancy Lozano Stesek. Hey everybody and welcome to our next episode at Somos Padres. I'm super excited because I have Nancy Lozano Stesic. Yay! I practiced. <laughs> um, marriage and family therapist is joining us today to talk about play. And I'm super excited because when we met at We All Grow Familia, Familia. I had already been stalking you on Twitter. Oh. And then I saw you and I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I have to talk to her because um, play to me and learning about play was one of those things that really transformed my life as a parent and I haven't really talked about it because I don't feel like I don't know qualified to talk about it um, extensively so anyways I was like we totally have to do a podcast together well thank you for stalking me yes <laughs> yes um I I think that a lot of people are going to be really interested in everything that we're going to talk about today so okay you know let's get started so um first of all tell us before we get into play, which is obviously where we want maybe the, like the learning to go, I think it's so important to learn about ourselves um, and our own background and how we were raised and um, because I think those are the things that fuel our work. Um, so if you could, if you feel comfortable, whatever you feel comfortable with sharing about how you were raised, what was life growing up for you, um, anything you feel comfortable sharing about that part of your life. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to be sharing. And um, play is something that's very close to my heart, too. Um, I, when I was, I was born here in the U.S., but my parents came from El Salvador. Oh, so okay. I was like the first kid born in 
at, in the U.S. Okay. But my parents were older. My mom was already in her 40s. Like, she was 40, actually, when I was born. And my dad was maybe, what was he, like, seven or eight years older. Wow. So here I have older parents mm -hmm. that are, you know, haven't been in this country for too long. Mm -hmm. So they came, you know, with their the ways they, they were taught at home. Um, my father... And I'm going to tell you why. I, I, my, my last name is so long. I kept my maiden name, which is Lozano. Mm -hmm. And when I got married, I added Stesic. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get rid of my Lozano part because that's my grandmother's last name, okay. not even my dad's dad. And it was because my grandfather was an alcoholic. Okay. So he wasn't around uh -huh. when my dad was born. So my grandma decided, you know what? You're not going to be around. I'm going to give him my <laughs> last name, yeah. <laughs> which I was so proud of her, because especially Absolutely. back in those times, like women don't usually do that kind of yeah. stuff, right? Um, so I, that's why I, I keep my Lozano, and it mm -hmm. identifies me and my roots mm -hmm. and where I come from. And so given that history that my grandfather was an alcoholic, my dad didn't really have a role model. Right, about how to be a dad. How to be a dad. Yeah. And growing up for me was really tough because my dad had no clue how to be a father. Mm -hmm. And how I, I interpreted that was that he didn't love me. Mm -hmm. I never, I, I remember like being a little kid and had never heard my dad say, I love you to me. Yeah. But he did have something that he would do and he would play with me though, mm -hmm. which was really weird because <laughs> how can you, like, yeah. he knew how to play with me and I think, but it was more games of, he was a very bright man. So he liked playing like the memory game, uh -huh. things that were very like, um, he had to put more thought into it, yeah. puzzles, that kind yes. of stuff, chess. So he would play that with me mm -hmm. and I think... If he wouldn't have done that, I would have just been so disconnected from him because yeah. he didn't have that um, social emotional part to like, like the hugging, the uh, hugging or the, the I love you, mm -hmm. you know, nothing like that. I mean, he was a great provider. Mm -hmm. um, my mom was very like more loving, more nurturing. like hugging and nurturing. Uh -huh. And but she never knew how to play. She was uh -huh. bossy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she would tell me. I would be combing the hair for my Barbie, and she'll tell me how to comb my Barbie's hair. You oh know? my goodness! <laughs> so I was like, I don't want to play no with you. There. Yeah, <laughs> no. exactly. But my dad was more when it came. That was the only times I would see my dad calm. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, he was very, um, like, easily angered. You mm -hmm. know, like, um, I understand now that I'm an adult, and I think um, I even chose the profession I have chosen. Mm -hmm. Kind of to figure out my own life, you know, right. my my own roots, my why my dad was so angry all the time, why um, that disconnect, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I realized he was a child of an alcoholic. Yeah, and so that's another specialty I went into into becoming an addiction specialist and working with addicts and um, especially parents. With their kids because yeah. it was something that was really close to me that I can see how it really affects you know in the children in the long term mm -hmm. and even when I do assessments with adults when I've treated adults um, I always ask them what's your fondest memory mm -hmm. and they always go back to the time when my dad used to take me fishing or the time when my mom you know would play with me in a sandbox you know even though we didn't have much but yeah. she would spend those moments with me 
So I always started thinking like, wow, it, it's so important that time that you spend with your child. And then, yeah. but then, then comes the other part, like I never understood was like, so how do you play with mm -hmm. kids, right? Mm -hmm. um, I know growing up for me, I did a lot of playing by myself mm -hmm. when it involved like toys, the puzzles. You didn't have siblings? No, I was the oh. only child too. Oh, so your parents had children older. Like you were yeah. the only child. My dad had had kids uh -huh. before, but they were much older already. Oh, okay. Uh, but I never met them when I was a kid. Um, but but me as a kid, I was the only child Okay. to two older parents mm -hmm. with a whole different way of parenting. Yeah. You know, that... Um, I was when when I grew up, I was afraid. I didn't want to have children myself, and I I didn't want to be a parent because I always felt like I wouldn't know how to be a parent because mm -hmm. I didn't like the way I was parented. I knew yeah. there was something that wasn't right. My dad was super strict, especially when I became a teenager. Mm -hmm. Super strict. Oh no, yeah, I couldn't I go to homecoming. Yeah, I, I never mean, got to go to those either. <laughs> he was very very strict. I yeah. Um, try bringing a boyfriend when I was like 17 already and he asked for permission and mm -hmm. no, it wasn't good enough. And it was like, no, you know, you're not. So it was like that, it, it was very hard that I, I decided I didn't want to get married and I, cause I didn't want to have a relationship, you mm -hmm. know, to be with, I, I didn't know what it would be like to be married. And then I didn't want to have kids cause I didn't want to screw them up. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I want to just stop the cycle right there. Yes, I'm like, I have no idea how to be a parent. I have no, like, like no business having children. That's, yeah. I had kind of put that in my brain. I but, remember my mom telling me, like, don't ever have kids. <laughs> and you then know? your parents tell you, yeah, well, I was like, you're going to see when you have kids, they they're going to do the same thing to you. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know what I did, but I don't want kids. <laughs> I know, right? So tell, tell me how, um, or tell us how, um, cause eventually you did have kids. Yes. And then how did you then, well, first of all, like, what was it that you were like, okay, yes, I'm going to have kids. And then, you know, did you figure out like there could be another way to parent before you had kids or did you figure that out after when you had kids? Um, <laughs> my, my daughter was more of a, like, I just found out I was pregnant. It, okay, it wasn't intentional. No, it was not planned, uh -huh. but she was the best thing to happen to me. I actually mm -hmm. was a single parent okay. with her. So that was, she was my daughter from previous relationship. I'm married now, uh -huh. um, but she's from my previous relationship. So, and actually she happened because, um, it's a long story. I'll get that into them maybe next <laughs> time. Gonna, but um, due to health issues, I was told I could never have children anyways. Mm -hmm. And it was no big deal to me because I didn't want kids. But somehow she ended up in my life. You and had to be a mom. She was probably the best thing that could have happened to me because it really gave me some like um, desire to... I don't know. It was like I didn't want kids yet when she came around. It was like I... It was like... The one thing I wanted the most, yeah? yeah. It was that one, like, really knowing, like, what love was, you know? Yeah, you were like, this feels so right. Yes, you know, you, you mm -hmm. think, like, um, you'll meet someone you just love. That was it, you know? Mm -hmm. For me, that was it. It was, like, like love at first sight. Love at, first sight. <laughs> <laughs> love at what is it, first knowing that she yes. was there. Um, so then, and I was maybe in my early 20s, so I was young, 
And I'm thinking like, I don't know how to be a parent. But one thing I did know was that I needed to get rid of her dad because uh-huh. there was no way we could be good parents together. Yeah. So I made that decision to move on and be a single parent. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I ended up, I don't know, I think life just took me into places where I ended up working with children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I started as a residential counselor at a, a group home with kids with emotional disorders. Mm-hmm. So just seeing there, like, I, I would watch... Um, like the therapist and different people that dealt with them, just seeing how they handled them. I mean, no one was abusing them there. No mm-hmm. one was screaming at them, but yet they had to get these kids to follow directions. But it always was that there was, it seemed like the kids would calm down more when there was somebody that would actually listen to them and spend time with them and play with them. Mm-hmm. So did you, um, you just started uh, kind of bringing that information or those observations Mm -hmm. into your relationship with your daughter Mm -hmm. or those trainings or, you know, that you were learning about or whatever. You were bringing all of that. So it's kind of like, yeah, just kind of working with kids. I worked in preschools. I, um, so whatever I was learning there, I would apply it with my, to my own life and, and then I'm going to tell you the hardest part was now as a therapist going to trainings, I ended up um, going to different trainings for like first to five, you know, right. because those are the most important years where kids are learning, their brains are developing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would listen to stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, it was so depressing because I felt like, am I screwing up my kid? Yeah. yeah well, you know, now when, I, when that happens to me, I always think, oh, it's too late for mine. I passed zero to five, so it's kind of over. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't nurture that. It's and over. I'm thinking like, oh, no. I, I do have a second child, so I've been trying to apply more of what I learned with him. And my daughter, I tell her, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. But, you know. As long as, you know, as long as they know that you love them. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's never too late. Yeah. I know they say the first five are important and all that. And they are. They are, you know. So I try to work with parents that have really young kids and yes. encourage them. And this is a time to catch it. But it's never too late because kids are always wanting your attention and always wanting your love. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're always wanting to impress you. Yes. And our brains, you know, we know a lot more about the brain now. It is malleable. It is changeable. You can, you know, create new pathways Mm -hmm. in the brain. So it's not, it's not too late. It's just, it's not going to happen. Over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they're older. Um, Do you have a parenting philosophy per se? Is play your parenting philosophy? I do, you know, I do like play a lot because I think that's the only way like kids can communicate mm-hmm. um, I know that as adults we especially as adults we forget to play too mm-hmm. you know we, we I know when I was a kid I, I enjoyed playing even if it was by myself I pretended that I had like a whole village um, oh <laughs> with all my giraffes and oh all my, my God, I, so cute. we couldn't afford really like the real Barbies but mm-hmm. I would like sometimes make them out of paper I would make like little paper dolls um, but I had a whole village and they would all talk with each other. <laughs> <laughs> but as I got older, I realized I stopped playing. Mm. 
you know, I, I stopped playing, whether it was because I was working or now I was a parent or I was going through school. Um, we just stopped playing and we forget how to play. And I couldn't believe one day when my daughter asked me to play and she said to me, you're not paying attention to what I'm doing. And I'm thinking like, I am paying attention. She's like, no, you're not. And I realized, oh my gosh, I, I've forgotten how to play. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, and, and sometimes, you know, as parents, you're also thinking about your bills or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And, and you can't even get into it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, now that I work with parents and I tell them, you, you got to fake it till you make it, you know, right. with the plane, just because it's, it's everything. It's, it's the way you, you react. It's mm -hmm. the way that are you really paying attention to what they're saying? Yes. And not bossing them yeah because that's the only time the only time kids have control yeah of anything yeah because otherwise the whole day you're telling your kids what to do I, i'm gonna have to make paulo listen to that because you know he he's really great at playing with the kids <laughs> but i do notice that he he'll be like okay what do you guys want to play and they'll say oh i want to play this and like, well let's play this you know and i'm like no <laughs> no, but um, I was actually going to tell you, I remember the moment when I realized or when I heard that we're supposed to play with our kids and it was in a training. I was sitting there in a training and the woman was talking about um, our senses. This is when I also discovered that my son had sensory processing issues, but she showed us videos of her playing with her daughter. Mm -hmm. And her daughter must have been, I don't know, she was already verbal, so I would say she's probably like two years old, two, three, and she's sitting there with her, and she's playing like with a little make-believe kitchen, and she's like, oh, honey, and what are you going to make for me? And the little girl's telling her, and then she went on to, um, then she had like a, uh, a couple of dolls, and they were playing with dolls, and then, you know, um, this little girl kept on telling her the story about how the little girl was, the doll, mm -hmm. right, was afraid to go on a roller coaster. And I guess uh, she was afraid to go on um, It's a Small World at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Not a roller coaster, but uh, the little girl was through the doll explaining how she was mm -hmm. afraid to be on the ride. And she's expressing all of her fears about the ride, but through the doll. And she showed us how at first she was just afraid, afraid, afraid. And then eventually through the doll play, she was able to actually be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to get on the ride, you know? And so she processed those feelings and all this stuff. And I mean, quite frankly, when I first saw that, I was like, um, who talks to their kids like that? And who plays with their kids like that? Like, I don't, I've never <laughs> seen people play with their kids like that. So I felt like a total failure. But <laughs> At the, but it ingrained in me how important play is. Mm -hmm. And then I also remember watching my friends one day. And I have amazing friends who are amazing mothers. And I remember watching one and she was she had gone to Target or, you know, the dollar spot or somewhere and bought a bunch of these like activity books. And she had all these activities to do with her daughter, you know, um, for Halloween or something. And I was like, oh, you're supposed to play with them? Like, you're supposed to plan activities Like, you actually do something do? with them? Like, you're supposed to craft with them? What? Like, seriously. Like, it was like, oh, 
your <laughs> sub posts, you know, and um, and anyways, after that, we really made an intentional effort to schedule in playtime. Yeah. And it's literally like every day, every day, there's a chunk of time and our kids know that it's kind of important that that we're committed to playing with them every day even if it's sometimes it's not like an active play sometimes it's let's watch a show together Mm -hmm. or sometimes it's uh let's actually play you know loteria or something poker whatever loteria is always good you know or uno yeah uno uh my son my uh husband and his family and everybody they like to play poker so we you know my kids know how to play poker so we'll play poker like whatever you know yeah um and and that's a quick game it's a quick win you Mm -hmm. know it doesn't take a whole lot of time but um but we learned that play was important. So um, tell us, tell everyone why play is important. Well, play comes to be important for everyone. Okay, the kids, we know that's the way they communicate. Mm-hmm. Kids will not tell you how they're feeling when you, sometimes when you ask them, so how was school? Sometimes they say, fine. Fine. And that's it. And then <laughs> parents get frustrated, like, you're not telling me anymore. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they wait till bedtime to start mm-hmm. telling you stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But through play, like you were saying before, they, they start um, reenacting a lot of the things that they do throughout the day mm-hmm. or even frustrations they had or problems they had with other kids. They bring it out through their play if you're able to sit and watch what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it just takes that you have to pay attention, though. You have to be observing, you have to listen and not control their the way they play. If they want to put a shoe on the doll's head, let them do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's fine. It's their imagination, whatever they want to do. Um, but you can you can really know a lot about a child through how they play. And that's how as a therapist, that's how we assess. You know, yeah. we do a lot of play, a lot of um uh, art yeah a art. lot of kids can tell us so much through art um and that's how they start opening up mm-hmm. now so the benefits for play for kids is that that gives them a, a way of being able to process whatever they're feeling to communicate what's going on do you think uh, parents they want they just, we communicate verbally mm-hmm. we communicate through questions and uh, do you think parents want they just want to ask the question and get an answer. Yeah, because you want to move on to your next um, task, right? Because yeah. that's how we are. We want to move on to our next task. I mean, we have so many things to do. We have to cook dinner and we have to clean homework. and we have homework. So we just want quick answers. Mm-hmm. But kids' brains don't function like that. And that's something that we have to be very aware of. Yeah. Because or else we end up yelling at them for something they're not capable of doing yet. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about their brain, their brain's not fully developed yet. You know, their frontal lobe doesn't develop until like they're like 21. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> so for you to ask a child to give you, give you an answer that an adult would give you, it's very, very complicated for them. And that's why you don't get those answers. But through play, that's the way you will get that. Plus, it starts creating a closer relationship between you and your kid too, where by the way you talk to them during play, they start learning. You know, if, if your child's having like um, issues with like, communicating verbally, mm-hmm. then you use that language while you're playing with them. So they mm-hmm. start learning how to communicate. For, for example, like if um, you know they never say when they're stressed out, 
you can pretend during play that your character's really stressed out. And then you say, I would say something like, oh, I can't take this. I'm so stressed out. This is not coming out like I want it. But I'm going to take a deep breath, you know. And so you start practicing yeah, that start in front of them. them and they laugh because they think it's funny. That uh-huh. It's kind of like corny what you're mm-hmm. doing. But you, and then you tell them, I do that too when I get stressed out. I take mm-hmm. a deep breath. I take a time out. And, mm-hmm. and I say, I need help. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. You know? And so they, they notice all those things. They mimic. You, know? you are so cool, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny. You know, I do... Um, I told you I was trained in, in parent-child psychotherapy. Uh-huh. And what we do, we have a... And I love it. And I'm hoping to... I, I want to open up a clinic where mm-hmm. we have that. Mm-hmm. Because I, I do think parents need that. It's two rooms. One mirror... Like a window where the kid can't see me. I'm on the other side. Yeah. You as the parent has your, your little yeah, Bluetooth. Yeah, you have a little ear, ear thing. And you can hear me. Yeah, giving you pointer. You're giving me um, I observe you, how you interact with your child, and sometimes I even record it. So then I'll have the parent come and watch it and mm-hmm. see the how the kid reacts to the parent, and yeah. it's amazing. They're like, I never oh. knew that. Yeah, you know, you but but it's that. like amazing how a kid reacts to a parent when parents do things or react differently. Yeah, you know. So that's that's one of the biggest benefits with play with for the children is that they they are learning so much through that moment of playing. Mm-hmm. If you want to teach anything, that's the time you teach it. Wow. Without making it sound like you're pushing it on them. Right. Like, oh, today, you know, I want you to be like this or I want you to learn how to do this. Or mm-hmm. Why can't you just do that? It's and like, even like let's say it's um you're playing with a doll, you you if you, whatever you want to teach your kid even about sharing how you share with your doll, you know? Yes. I'm, I'm going to share my milk with the doll, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> but that's how you start teaching them. And you don't have to tell them that's how you have to do it too. Mm-hmm. But eventually they start learning like, oh, that's how mom does it. Mm-hmm. So I maybe I should do it that way too. Yeah. Um, that's cool. What about for um, adults? The, the playing for adults... Um, you know, at first, I, I, I get a lot of parents that it's really awkward for them to play. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them, fake it till you make it. Just, <laughs> like, get in there, start playing. And don't take a cell phone with you because then we start looking at our cell phones yes. and we get distracted. What about for the picture? <laughs> <laughs> no, no picture, that? no Instagram pictures at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, forget about whatever facebook or anything mm-hmm. you know um just focus and get in there and, and at first it's awkward yeah but with time i i guarantee you you will start finding enjoyment mm-hmm. because you start seeing how your kids starts bonding with you how they're hugging you more they're laughing with you and and that's another part of for parents is to laugh also with them and make eye contact and you know, touch them, caress them. That's the moments you can tell them, I, I love you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does help parents because it kind of starts bringing you back. Even if you're stressed out, mm-hmm. it will um, um, relax you. And yeah. parents say, I didn't know that plane would relax me, but mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing, but I do feel much happier. 
that's so, so cool. there's like different chemicals that get released in your brain yeah. when you're having t- any type of pleasure and when you are spending time with your kid and they're happy with you and you see that mm-hmm. that gets released in your brain and then you start feeling happier too and as you know it's like everything you practice 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 and eventually you'll get good at playing so you're saying there's hope for me because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I might have to observe you <laughs> I know right we're gonna have to do this whole thing no you know what Paulo is so much better at play he is he's so much better at play even with the kids he really enjoys it um and I can tell he authentically enjoys playing with the kids I mean, I can't, I cannot say that I offend. I mean, man, yeah, eventually I get into it. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like, oh, man, I don't, uh, I don't know if I can play it no again. Because you know? I think because you're comparing <laughs> yourself with him, too. I don't know. I don't know if it's I'm comparing or it's, I, I think it's more the awkwardness. Okay. You know, like what you were talking about. It, it does, feels does feel awkward. awkward it feels first. a little awkward. You know, and especially like, if you never grew up playing. Yeah, I didn't grow up playing. I don't remember playing. Like, I, you know, the way that Paul probably does, he always talks about playing, you know, and going out there and being outside and playing. And I don't really remember dolls and make-believe and mm-hmm. all of that. So I have a really hard time, like, with the make-believe, with the little monitos and tea time and all But you of don't that. have, you know, what I find, like, when parents tell me that, it's... I ask, well, what, what are you expecting from it? Like, what, what is it so hard from that? And is it coming up with stuff to um, say or? Yes. Okay, but you don't have to. And I don't that's have a, to say anything, You right? don't even have to come <laughs> up with anything because kids usually make it up themselves. Okay. You Maybe just go along. pressure on myself. You are. And, and it's like you go along with them. You know just what? Yeah, if if they say, oh, we're going to the mall. Okay, we're going to the mall. You know, oh, like, you repeat what they say? Yeah, okay, you just, you know, you just follow along what they're doing. And then mm-hmm. you just eventually start pretending that that's real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you, get you do? You get in character. Yeah, you get in character. <laughs> um, like, what would you do in the real life if you guys were going out somewhere and she's talking to you? You right. would just answer, right? Right. So it's the same thing don't feel like you have to have answers mm-hmm. for play you don't have to know what to say okay you I'm just too much pressure follow their lead that's that's like the main thing like follow their lead that's the only time that the kid has to have any control in their life where no mm-hmm. one's telling them what to do mm-hmm. let them have it mm-hmm. and you don't even need it at that time you know that's your time to just relax and just let them wa- like watch them play how often should we be playing and for how long you know, I, I usually tell people that it's just starting. Just even 10 minutes a day mm-hmm. with no distractions, it's good to start practicing. Like, okay. But just like really like those 10 minutes, just like um, practice, just paying attention and um, not telling them what to do and kind of like repeating kind of like what just they say, what you know, say. like this okay. is I'm putting a red hat. Oh, yeah, I see you're putting a red hat, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So... And, and praising, a lot of praising. Mm-hmm. You can start off 10 minutes, 20 minutes. I mean, it's there's no right or wrong answer. It really depends on your time that you have. Yeah. But um, also, it doesn't also only have to be play. It can be like you take a walk around the neighborhood or you go for ice cream one day and you just spend one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I know you have two kids, so yeah. maybe one day you take just your daughter to do something. Is it important, do you think, to have play with each one separately or...? I think so. Yeah. Because especially um, 
you know, siblings don't always like the same thing. Yeah. And they're always competing for attention, too. Mm-hmm. So it's important to have some one-on-one. What if you have five? Five? Well, then you d- if, <laughs> if you have two parents in the home, then you divide the time among them. Um, you, you have dad take over, like, mm-hmm. certain kids. But if you have five, I know it can get complicated, especially if you don't have much time. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. Like, even five minutes with each kid, like, just those five minutes either reading a book or coloring together but if you have five you can you can give them an activity where everyone can participate and then you're like kind of trying to spend a moment with each one or something right yeah just trying to have have its quality over quantity Mm -hmm. but if but yeah it's more of the quality especially when you have more kids in in, let's say you don't have any other way of getting that one-on-one with them yeah um, it's more of the quality of time that you're spending with them. Is there quality of play? Is there like, cause I think a lot of times we, we like to buy like more toys and no. I mean, I don't know. Do the toys matter? Do the, does, does, are there any particular toys that are better than others to play with well, kids? With kids because they do like toys. I mean, I, I find that I would stay away from any video games mm-hmm. because that doesn't really promote any interaction interaction with each other you know mm-hmm. it's just one way mm-hmm. um and i would avoid anything that it has to do with guns mm-hmm. um because then you, if you have a child that is more aggressive mm-hmm. you're kind of promoting that yeah you're kind of getting them to be more aggressive with the guns and now mm-hmm. instead of so now what are you going to do when they're trying to shoot you you know yeah. you're trying to tell them don't do that Mm-hmm. So now you're controlling again the the play. So you want to find toys that are more. Um, they're gonna they're gonna provide more of an opportunity to have, for you to teach them lessons too. Like, um, for like really doll sets, and, doll sets, sets and where they can tell you a lot what's going on. Ha- houses. Um, we like potato heads. Oh, you do. We oh. use a lot of potato heads That's for the cute. younger kids, um, and it's depending on the age too, right? Cars. Mm, um, that's right. When I work Trains. with when I work with kids with um, traumas, um, we use a lot of police cars and all that because they tell you a lot of what has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of babies, mm-hmm. like family sets, anything that has like a family. Because usually they'll they'll even show you. You just have to be prepared because they might say, they might have a mom and the mom yells a lot. <laughs> you <laughs> You're learn. like uh, you learn all about your family. <laughs> you you have to be open to them bringing up stuff about yourself. You know? Yes, like if you have a mommy, they'll be like, oh, and mommy cooks this, mm-hmm. or you know, mommy tells daddy what to do, or mm-hmm. whatever, like. Yeah. So things might come up there, and but you just good, you just you... have to let it just observe it and mm-hmm. keep it there but don't scold them for it oh so they shouldn't say like mommy doesn't say that yeah no they like mommy's say mommies don't say that and should I, they say that or should no, they no no no, no, no they no, shouldn't no, say no. anything no and no. then then what then what you just you just take that as information okay you take this information or while you're playing i guess once you have more time practicing playing and you know how to uh, address kids you can um I guess if my if my son will start playing and and he has he has said like he said something that mom does she's overprotective 
when when the other kid was cr- the doll was crossing the street. And yes, uh-huh. I am overprotective uh-huh. when we're crossing the street because mm-hmm. I'm like I don't I tell him I don't want anything to happen to you. Mm-hmm. So instead of me telling him like, oh, is are you talking about me? Right. right. <laughs> I say, oh, I I see that your mom really cares and she doesn't want that mom really cares about their baby that doesn't want him to cross the street mm. i wonder why she's so worried and and he'll say oh she just she just likes to be controlling I'm like oh <laughs> and i'm like oh okay wow, yeah i didn't want to hear that <laughs> but i'm like oh well okay you know <laughs> he just let him be yeah. But then I start watching myself too, like yes. oh maybe I'm I'm maybe coming across very controlling when we're crossing the street, and so, that's my own fears, right? Like yes, my own fears yourself. crossing the street. So I have to like okay, and okay. Then there goes something I gotta like work on. <laughs> well, Nancy, you're really blowing my mind. Here. So I'm supposed to first of all, what I've gotten is that I'm not supposed to feel like I need to say anything no don't feel like yeah there's nothing I'm supposed to say I'm really supposed to let my kid guide me through the play number two is if I do I'm just supposed to observe what they're saying I'm not Mm -hmm. really I don't need to feel like I I should interrupt what they're saying contradict what they're saying I really should just observe it and take it in as information for myself like maybe I need to check that Unless, of course, there's something that comes up, like they start using words that you don't want them to use. Okay. Then you can, you you start addressing those things or they're doing things that are unsafe. Then, Mm -hmm. yes, you're going to tell them something, right? Right. But otherwise, if it's just pretend play, you Mm -hmm. just... You just use that moment to find out more about them. And why get they, curious. Yeah, get curious. Why are they they saying these things and why are they feeling like this? Oh, I wonder what your what little I don't know, what little John is feeling or yeah. little Tommy or Jane. Or asking, Oh, well, does that baby like to be held like that? <laughs> you know, like you know, I mean just getting What's curious. Happened? Is he sad? Is he mm-hmm. worried? What's he feeling? And okay. but not control the play. No, you know? don't try to control, but be curious. Just be curious, because that's how we can really begin to learn what's going on in their yeah. world inside. Yeah, really, it is. Um, because otherwise, they if you just ask them, tell me how was your day, they might not tell you much. Mm-mm. And as they get older, especially like teenagers, they're not gonna tell you anything. Oh, well, you, I'm glad you brought up teenagers. So, how do you continue to play? With teenagers, it's different because, of course, you don't play. Like, I have a 15-year-old daughter, and... You don't play Barbies anymore. We don't, unfortunately, no. <laughs> no, you don't. And I do miss playing Barbies with her. And she sat, and she's told me she misses that, too, but she's not into it anymore, yeah? Yeah. And so the way we play is um, she's just started getting into makeup. So oh, okay. we go, just her and I, we go to the mall, and we go and ask the girls about makeup and to do makeovers on us and mm-hmm. um you know it, it's more of the relationship of just being together and doing some things that she's curious about so there's times that i really don't feel like going to try on makeup but she really wants to figure out how to do something and um i so say okay still. yeah i let her lead okay which store do you want to go to and mm-hmm. what do you want to look at you know and i just kind of hang out around with her yeah. i don't even go to shop uh-huh. because then she'll get frustrated with me because yeah. i'm taking too long <laughs> right <laughs> right so i just go along with her and i tell her you choose where you want to go and i just come along with you okay and 
And I found that those are the times she lets me know so much about, you know, friendships or things that she doesn't like, boys. Do you initiate or does she? She, um, a lot of times she does and sometimes I do. Like, I'll ask, so do your friends also like this kind of stuff? You know? oh, okay, very broad. Mm-hmm. Not That's very, like, mm-hmm. we call it, it's not um, at all... Um, I try not to be too much intrusive. Of, no. Yeah, it's not at all like, so do you like anybody? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 because no. she'll say nope. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's just a very, you know, very nice, mm-hmm. wow, do your friends like these stories or... How do you or, care about this? Story? Or something I'll say, and I know it sounds kind of corny, and she's like, oh, mom. She, I say, oh, I like, I, I tell her, I like hanging out with you so much. I, I'm surprised you don't have all these boys, mm-hmm. like, wanting, t- asking you out. I'm like, because I enjoy being with you. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, mom. You're like, you're my mom, you have to say that. <laughs> I'm That's like, cute. you're such a cool girl. I'm like, and and now she's teaching me how to do makeup and like what's in now and so oh, I allow cool. that to happen. Yes, yeah. And even though sometimes I, I wanna tell her like I really don't like that and yeah. I'm like, Okay, go ahead, you can do my makeup. Okay. Or so she as can, they get older the play shifts. It shifts. But you still but have depending, to let them lead. It, depending on their interest. And I think, you know, it yeah, I don't know I don't wanna gloss over how important it is that mm-hmm. kids lead the play. Uh, which is really hard. It's really hard for adults. It is hard because we're, because we're so used to taking control of everything. Because we have to. Great. But um, that's I, that, that I can tell you that that's the only time that it's okay for them to have their own. Like, they take control over it. Mm-hmm. And it helps them too with even behaviors. Because when all day they have teacher telling them what to do. At home they have us telling them what to do. It's just very... I mean, imagine you, if you had someone telling you what to do all the time, yeah. and here you are trying to figure out who you are mm-hmm. in this world, because you have a brain, right. and everyone's telling you what to do and how to mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. It's really frustrating. You don't have a voice. Yeah. And with play, it allows them to have a voice, to be assertive, to talk about things without you having to be judgmental, and, and um, it's... And after that, they're like I've noticed even with my son, um, he's been the one that given me more of a issue, mm-hmm. more of like a rebel. Um, <laughs> but after I spend time with him, he it's like he changes. Mm-hmm. He's very obedient, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, he's oh wow, to go along. yeah. I'm like, That's oh good. wow, it it does. You know, even me that I do this with other parents, you know, it's always more difficult when you have to apply it to your own life. Yes. Um, but I'm always learning that we don't know it all, mm-hmm. even as professionals, we don't know it all. Yeah. So we're always learning. I'm always learning from my parents I work with. Sometimes I see them do stuff or they struggle with something. I'm like, I have no more answers for you. I guess we're going <laughs> to have to figure this out together. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we just things that happen that you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're always learning. And as long as you know that, that you don't always have to have the answers Mm-hmm. Even with parenting, you don't always have the answers, and that's okay. Yeah, because sometimes we can rely on people like you to help <laughs> come and help us out. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to have another another person kind of like observe. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I for me, I've been very fortunate that I do work with a lot of uh, my colleagues. They're also like you know they specialize with children, so sometimes I I have to ask them. I'm like you know 
all this stuff we learned, I'm trying to, like, there was a time they were telling us about timeouts. Mm -hmm. It didn't work with my kid. Yeah. No. He, he would have meltdowns. He became more, like, he was just not, he would not sit on a timeout. Yeah. And they were telling me I have to put, like, have, teach parents how to put their kids on timeout. And I'm like, but it's not working for me. Yeah, it's just not working. <laughs> so I don't, you know, I I understand where that comes from, and and there's a lot of um, behavioral therapists that believe that yes. timeouts are very important, but it doesn't always work out. Yeah. And even stuff that I've taught parents, sometimes it doesn't work out. We try it out, and it doesn't work out. So then we we gotta go to Plan B, right? Because yeah. everything's different. So I've been very fortunate to work with other colleagues that I can just bounce off ideas and I remember one of my supervisors said you know what why don't you give him a time in mm -hmm. time in being that instead of putting him on a time out he just needs a hug he just he just needs to sit with you for a while yeah and without scolding him mm -hmm. and telling him everything's gonna be fine yeah and something that's all they need yeah and and that work like it was like magic, magic. it was magic for my son you know I don't know if it would work for somebody else. It has. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it just worked for him. That's He just needed someone to hold him while he was feeling so emotional and not knowing what to do with all this. Yeah. Like, whatever he was feeling. I mean, just imagine when we're all cranky and having a bad day. It's like, we just need a hug, too. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice? Someone just comes <laughs> yeah. and holds you and says, everything's going to work out. Just sit here with me and, and everything's going to work out. Oh my gosh, I don't think there's any better way to end an interview. <laughs> Guys, everything is going to work out, we promise. So please, Nancy, tell people where can they reach you? What if anybody wants to work with you? You're in the Burbank area. If people are in kind of the LA area, I know that. Um, and, if, and if they would uh, want to reach out and get maybe meet with you and work with you on play, where can they reach you? Well, I do have a website that we're revamping right now, and I'm hoping to add more like articles and resources, everything I've talked about today, which is not on there right now. Um, I want to add that there so any parent can just go up there and kind of get some ideas on how to play. And um, I'll get more into specifics of play. Um, my website's uh, letsplayparents.com. Awesome. So it's just letsplayparents.com. And I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and it's also letsplayparents.com. And they can actually work with you, right? You actually work with parents in the home as yes, well, right? Yes, I do. I do go... I do to the go to the home. Sorry, I'm like I came and talked. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's um, Let's Play Parents. They're all in Let's Play Parents. Awesome. So thank you so much, Nancy, for coming. Oh, thank you. I I know that people are really gonna enjoy this episode. Well, there it is, guys, our interview with Miss Nancy Lozano Stezik. I cannot thank you enough, Nancy, for coming on to the podcast and sharing your deep passion and information on play. Um, I just quickly want to um, add one thing that Nancy and I spoke about afterwards. Right afterwards, um, she's like, oh, my gosh, I forgot to mention this. So I'll just quickly share it with you. Um, we didn't talk about... Um, sibling play or you know um, play between brother sister sister brother um, and play with parents and she really wanted to stress that while you know it is obviously lovely for her kids to play together because those are teachable moments 
as well that it's really important that we not um, just think, oh, they're playing uh, with each other and, and kind of just not think of us playing with them because there's a difference between when kids play together and when we play with them. So she really wanted me to stress with you that when, when um, kids play together, there aren't those opportunities necessarily to, to have play become a teachable moment. So that's why it's really important that even though kids are getting playtime together, that you still focus and put an importance on you playing with them. Those are moments where we can teach them. Those are moments when we can connect with them and we cannot overlook that just because, oh, the kids are playing, no. So that was one thing that she really wanted me to make sure to add for everyone uh, to have that information. I have to say that on a personal level, I learned a lot from this interview and I've started to put it into play. I have definitely seen um, that the more I play, the more comfortable I am with it, the more authentic my enjoyment is of the play. And I, I'm just super excited to see, um, you know, what other differences are gonna come uh, from continue to to nurture playtime with our kids. I can definitely see a difference when um, we do play versus the days when we don't play. So I cannot stress enough, and I'm sure Nancy would agree, like how important play is. And uh, it's often overlooked, but it is, I think, one of the fundamental um, opportunities or gateways into understanding our children, connecting with our children, understanding their inner world, and sometimes even um, uh, trying to support them in, in anything that they're going through. So I know one of the most important parts for me of the interview was when she talked about like that you shouldn't feel like you have to guide their play, you're an observer, and it's, it's really play as an opportunity for us to learn about our children's inner world and what is going on with them. So get curious about um, our kids' play and good luck. I'm, please let us know, uh, you know if you notice any kind of change or, or you're trying to, to really be intentional about play with your kids. We always love hearing that. If you have any questions, please let us know. I know Nancy also gave you her contact info. You can also maybe ask us anything and we'll, you know, forward the question over to Nancy or try to answer it ourselves, all right? So all of that being said, I have been working on the podcast all day long and I'm gonna quickly finish up and get some playtime in with the kids, all right? So until next time, Thanks a lot for listening. Hi! If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and please leave a review. It is a super, super important in order to help spread the message. You can follow us, our parents, on Instagram at iam.isenia, at galomenchaka, and at somos.barthas. You can also subscribe to their newsletter on their website at somos-barthas.com. Gracias!